Hello, welcome to another edition of the TU Sports Extra podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Bryce McKittis. And uh, Bryce, we've taken some time off, so it's always good to reconnect with you and talk a little TU Sports. Uh, let's start with your Title IX story. Uh, you had a real good one on the TU golf program. You spoke to Dale McNamara. You spoke to some others. Uh, won't you kind of tell us a little bit about that story? The story came out a few days ago. Uh, you can still find it on our website. Uh, but why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, well, it was the 40th anniversary of their 1982 title run. And essentially what happened in 1982 was <clears throat> the NCAA was taking over as the governing, governing body for women's collegiate athletic championships. Um, but the AIAW still had one year left kind of to, to run its contract, to run its course. So there was a brief overlap where there were two championships in one spring. Um, <clears throat> TU had the opportunity um, to win both, uh, and it was their goal from the start of the season. So Dale was was a winner, as we know. Um, she had a very, very um, winning mindset when she coached that team. She had a winning mindset when it came to recruiting. She was the matriarch of, of the TU women's golf program. And so that, that was their, their goal from the start. <clears throat> the NCAA championship was admittedly less competitive because there were still a lot of programs that were on the fence about even competing in the first NCAA championship. So I, they won by, I want to say, 36 strokes. Um, just absolutely dominated the NCAA event. Um, wait a minute. Three weeks wait, later, a minute. wait a minute. They won the NCAA by 36 strokes? Yes. I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was that, that dominant. Good Lord. Okay. Sorry. Just, just absolutely wrong. Yeah, that's, um, that's ridiculous. All right. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. So then they go, they're on their way back to Tulsa, and Dale's talking with the team, like, listen, we are not national championships if we don't win this last AIAW. She didn't consider them to be championship, a championship team without winning both. And that was her expectation. And she noted to the team, like, this, this next one's going to be a lot more competitive. So <clears throat> they're in it. And um, they end up being down going into the last day. I think it was by two or three strokes they were down. Um, but they end up coming back to win that as well. And you know, the rest is history. Um, say that they won both. They're the only team that's ever done it under the current structure. They will be the only team that will have ever accomplished that. So it was it was a fascinating story um, to interview, to gather the facts for. It was not one that I knew about until it was pitched to me a few weeks ago. Um, all of the women who I interviewed for that story were just fascinating interviews. I mean, they were they were so great to talk to. Um, so it was one of my favorite stories that I've I've had the chance to write so far. So well, you just mentioned that. Tell us a little bit about interviewing Dale McNamara for the first time. She's obviously one of the titans of the game, uh, local legend. Uh, tell us about that. She is. She was absolutely so sharp. Just her ability to remember things that she was saying, like the dialogue she was having with players. Um, the week of the AIAW championship in 1982, 
um, some of the coaching tips that you gave them, uh, kind of some of the sequences, the scenarios that were going on. Like she remembered that they were down going into the last day and, and, and she remembered just absolutely romping at the first NCAA championship. So um, just so sharp. I talked to Dale for, for I think 35, 40 minutes um, a couple weeks ago and, and she was a blast to interview. Um, and yeah, it's it just a fantastic story. Yeah, I, I, I interviewed her a couple of times many years ago and uh, had never met her when I did interview her. I don't, I wasn't with the, with the Tulsa world yet, but um, she was just phenomenal to talk to and gracious and warm and insightful and friendly. And, um, and I w- I've covered a couple of tournaments uh, where I could see her relationship with the, with the other media members who she knew much better than me. I didn't really know her at all when I interviewed her, but yeah, she's, I could, I, I believe everything you said when you said you had a good experience with her, because just, that's just sort of my experience too. And seeing her interact with other media through the years, she's just a, a true gem. So a uh, good story, good read. Glad you did it. Glad you like it. It's on our website. Go check it out. Um, so uh, anything else going on uh, with TU you want to want to share? Yeah, you know, TU is still in the process of <clears throat> undergoing this, this rebrand, this renaissance. Um, the first time that I recall that being mentioned in an athletic space was during Eric Conkle's introductory press conference. Um, it was first TU president Brad Carson brought it up that he wants this to be a renaissance period for the university, for the athletic programs. <clears throat> and for one, they've, they've already kind of done some shifting with their, you know, logos, their colors, some things like that. Nothing drastic, nothing that, you know, you would probably even notice um, if you didn't know about it. But they are capitalizing, it feels like, on newfound renewed interest in for one the men's basketball program the women's basketball program a year after Angie Nell took over obviously as you know they had um, success that they hadn't seen in over half of a decade last season as well um so like I said it, it feels like they're trying to capitalize on that renewed interest it it feels like they are really wanting to push to you more into the community and the athletic program, just having more engagement than it has had in the past, as you know. Do you, can you feel the excitement when you go over to you, when you talk to people? Like, is that legit? Can you feel it? I, I feel a lot more. I've, I've spent a lot of time. I've spent a lot more time, I think recently with the men's basketball program, just kind of being around, um, talking with the coaches and they want to win today first of all and they all have really high ambitions for what that team is going to be able to be and the future of Tulsa athletics as a whole so yeah I would I would say that that interest is relevant it's valid I think it's real and I think that TU is is doing what they should be doing um as an athletic department to capitalize off of that. So is there anything, how's football fit into this kind of rebranding? I mean, it, it basketball is kind of a natural 
with a new mm-hmm. coach and he's he seems very engaging very very accessible very out there uh, I feel like Eric Conkle's kind of done all the right things since he's been hired um how's t- how's football fit into this well I don't know I don't necessarily know that there are any plans to change anything with the football program going forward um I'm sure that there are a lot more minor tweaks that they're making to everything that are a lot more internal than, you know, <clears throat> what they're publicizing. Like so far they've publicized um, the logo change, the, the uh, uniforms rebranding, kind of the colors. Um, they're not changing the uniforms drastically, but they are relegating the, the red color as an alternate color and just, you know, typical rebranding things like that. But I'm sure that there's a lot more below the surface that they're talking about a lot more that they're planning for. Um, they they obviously, you know, are, are getting rid of the mascot, getting ra- rid of uh, Captain Kane, as uh, Brad Carson tweeted with that spoof a couple months ago about uh, RIP Captain Kane. But I, I think anything else going forward is, is so far it's internal. And I think that, they're not looking to do anything too drastic, but I also think that they're keeping a very open mind going forward with it. Sure. What kind of stories you got coming up? Well, I want to talk a little bit more, obviously, during this recruiting cycle with uh, the live period coming up. You know, I'm sure that that uh, Coach Conkle has big things planned. Angie Nalp, I'm sure, has big things planned. Um, Angie just secured a huge local signing or excuse me commit the 2023 class with Elise Hill from Holland Hall um right now I want to say she has nine players from the state of Oklahoma on her roster um headed into the 2022-2023 season so that's something that I definitely want to explore in the near future as well yeah all right Bryce we'll leave it there for now good to catch up with you and we'll talk again soon appreciate the time thanks Patrick see you soon